welcome to Routes Through Pokemon Adventures. I'm your host, Shaylock. I'm Ruby. And together we are journeying across the video game series, anime series, and manga Pokemon Adventures. Um, this week it is all the anime, though. Uh, last week we bridged some of the gap. Two weeks ago we made it to Cinnabar Island, did the seventh gym. So we have a few episodes of Route Through Pokemon Adventures uh, to get us to Cinnabar Island in the anime and manga. Um, and so this episode is going to have a lot of interesting in-between stuff. Some of it even uh, might even connect a little bit to the manga last week. It definitely connects to the games from a while ago. <laughs> but um, one of the most interesting things about this week is that with the anime, even though Gold and Silver was not released and won't be released for quite a while yet. We have our first, well, well, technically second Pokemon from the Johto region appearing in the anime. The first one was Ho-Oh in a brief glimpse um, in, like, yeah. the first episode. But they even know they were making gold and silver when they made Ho-Oh I think they were probably already in the beginning stages of it, like, making plans and stuff. Maybe it wasn't even named. I don't even know. But, like, they probably were already doing art and creating ideas. And, yeah, I don't know the whole process, but... <laughs> Um, and obviously they were well on their way by this point in the anime, which is, we're going to be covering episodes, according to some list, 45 through 52. It gets a little weird with some of the episodes, and we'll get into that as well. This week we will be launching off with the Song of Jigglypuff, though. But before we get in... <laughs> but before we get into the episode proper... Just uh, uh, catching up on where we're at in our own Pokemon journeys, out like outside of our scheduled programming. So, um, as the time at the time of this recording, uh, we're just about to jump into a new season of Pokemon Go. Um, the I forget what the season we are in was called, but it, that's where they started introducing some of the Paldean Pokemon in Pokemon Go, mm. and that's also where the big quest for the Master Ball was. Yeah, and then they put on sale a Master Ball quest too that some people were supposedly complaining that it was too expensive but it's like okay <laughs> um and overall it actually seems a little bit easier to accomplish but i really enjoyed the challenge of doing the timed one yeah um and but this new season is going to be timeless travels and so it has a little bit of time travel element to it because it's uh bringing back some pokemon legends arceus stuff or arceus because that's what the plot of that game is, too, right? In the beginning, you are sent back in time. I don't know exactly. I didn't play it. Yeah, but you've seen some of us start the game, and it starts off with you in that black screen with Arceus talking to you. And so, but that means we're going to have some more Pokemon from the Hisui region. Um, I'm really disappointed because uh, there's going to be three star raids coming in just a few days, um, but it's going to be while I'm at work, so I won't be able to go out and do them. And I could do a three-star raid, but it's for the Hisuian Samurott, because the final evolutions of the starter Pokemons are different than their normal final evolutions huh. in, in Arceus. Interesting. Because in Arceus, the three starters are just a different starter from different generations. Like, you have Rowlet, which is from Generation 7, you have Cyndaquil, which is Generation 2, and Oshawott, which is, I don't know, 6, maybe, 4. I, I don't remember. <laughs> um... I don't remember where Oshawak shows up, but their final evolutions are all different looking and have a different typing than they have in the games they originally came from. Also, when you go to work, you do raids all the time, so what do you mean you can't do any? Oh, I often do raids after work on my way home, 
but the schedule for these particular raids are while I'm at work. It's a three-hour window. Sorry. Yeah. So, a little disappointed, but that's okay. And then, I don't know what we last talked about with, like, Scarlet and Violet, but um, with you and your sister and brother buying yourself a new Switch Lite, we, I purchased another copy of, of Pokemon Violet, uh, because that seems to be the popular one in the household. Um, and so, you and I have helped, um, or have joined your little brother on his journey in Violet a little bit, because yeah. he's way behind us. But we, we got to play around and catch a couple things and have some fun. While he was doing his thing, and he was excited to have us there with him. And we found a trader that we didn't battle forever ago. Oh, yeah. Yep, that was help. That was nice. Yeah, it was way back at, like, the first gym we did, which was the Smalls. bug gym. Yes, the, with the where you have to roll the big old olive thing, small yes. one, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, uh, not. I don't know if I brought this up before either, but we, maybe I have. Uh, we do have a Facebook group now. So if you want to look for routes through Pokemon, we're there. Just posting some updates and where we're at there. And I also have joined Twitter, or X as it's now called. Yeah, posting. Yeah, it used to be called Twitter, but now it's X. Why? Because the guy that bought it decided he wanted to call it X now. Why? I don't know. He's weird. He's a very weird guy. He's the also the one behind, what, like SpaceX or whatever? Elon Musk? You've heard Mom talk about him before. SpaceX is good, right? I don't honestly... See, this may be a controversial opinion, but I don't see a lot of value in exploring space. It's cool. Oh, I think it's cool. Definitely think it's cool, but I don't. I don't think the things that people hope to accomplish with it will ever be accomplished by it. Oh, I just. I don't have a like lot of it. faith in like us actually living on Mars someday. Oh no, no. Unless they can create an atmosphere. I mean, I could be very well. They could just create like dome cities or something. I don't know. So you'd have <laughs> oxygen within the city. I don't know. Good here on Earth. Right? I uh, mean, maybe. But I just, again, whatever. And some of my favorite movies involve having things like living on Mars and whatever. There's a, I love a movie called um, Total Recall, the older one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that involves people living on Mars and stuff. And it's a pretty cool movie. Um, that's not the main plot of it, but it's cool. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, I'm on X as well. So I can post things there. Um, updates on what we're watching things like that so if you ever want to follow us there listeners you can um otherwise yeah i think that covers pretty much what's been going on in our pokemon world at the moment besides our truck through the anime yeah all right well let's go ahead and get started with the song of jigglypuff episode 45 uh and that number would change if you're looking at only the U.S. released episodes, because we've covered some banned episodes as well. And so the U.S. releases, this would be like 43 or something. I don't remember. <laughs> so first of all, Psyduck has been like my favorite character yeah. that's been involved when he showed up. But now we have Jigglypuff. And I'm a big yeah. fan of Jigglypuff. <laughs> um, They're two in the same. Jigglypuff is a very amusing recurring character that we will see more of than just the episodes that we cover here. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Yeah, so we start with uh, Ash and everybody ending up in a city called Neon City. And apparently oh, yeah. nobody sleeps. And so they're all a bunch of jerks because they're all tired and cranky. Even Officer Jenny is crabby. Well, she has to keep everyone from fighting. Yeah, but she's tired too because she also doesn't sleep. Well, if she does, the city will burn to the ground. <laughs> 
Um, and then Ash and them do try to get some sleep themselves at a hotel or something like that, but they seem to still be kind of tired or something. I think like they don't. I think they said they didn't get very good sleep or something. Well, Neon City is known for its like great festivities going on twenty four seven. So loudness, bright lights. Yep, hard to sleep through. But then they leave the city and they end up in the outskirts there, where they come upon a Jigglypuff that won't sing. Yeah. And so they tried it really hard to help Jigglypuff. And so finally, they convince Jigglypuff to sing. They find a berry. Hmm? Don't they find a berry that makes it so she can sing? Is that what happens? Yeah, because her throat was sore. Or oh, was her throat sore? Uh, I missed that somehow. Well, um, that's what happened, I think. But also, Team Rocket learn about Jigglypuff's ability to sing people to sleep because of the Pokedex entry or whatever. Yeah. And so they want to bring the Jigglypuff to Neon City so they can put everyone there to sleep so they can rob the city. Uh-huh. Um, but then they realize they can just record Jigglypuff's song. They don't actually need Jigglypuff itself. That's so what they, their plan is. So they set up their sound equipment and have a mic out there. To, but, but they have it playing over the radio, I think, don't they? That they have it set up to? No, they have their like headphones on for the recording. So they can hear her song. So they can hear the recording, yeah. And make sure it's catching the sound that they needed to catch. Yeah. Yep. That's what I thought. So then everyone falls asleep when Jigglypuff sings, and that includes Team Rocket, because of course they're listening to it. <laughs> Doesn't Jigglypuff dig in Ash's backpack to find Mark? Yep, I'm get, I'm get, I'm get, I was getting there, yes. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, after that, Jigglypuff gets mad and digs in Ash and. I, I couldn't. I didn't know. I guess if it was Ash's backpack, but it was Ash and pretty the sure it was gear and finds a marker. Taking the t- off the top, Jiggly draws over everyone's face, and then we hear Team Rocket snoozing behind the bushes, um, and so Jigglypuff, you know, jumps over there and slaps them a bunch, trying to wake them up first. But when mm-hmm. they don't, also draws on their faces. <laughs> um, and it's really funny because once Team Rocket wakes up, they like, well, we've got the recording then, but they only hear their snoring. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so once everybody's awake, they try to help Jigglypuff some more, and so they have their Pokemon listen to the song instead, and they take out "quote unquote" all their Pokemon, but they don't actually take out all their Pokemon. Yeah. And of course, the Pokemon fall asleep, and Jigglypuff gets mad. Um, but then Misty thinks that maybe Psyduck can listen and not fall asleep since he's so vacant in the head, <laughs> and it seems to work. Jigglypuff sings. Psyduck is just has his normal expression on his face, but then Jiggly starts to go does its angry puff again, and they're like, "Well, what's wrong now? Psyduck stayed awake," and then bumps into him and he falls right over because yeah. he fell asleep with his eyes open. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then they come up with their ble- best blessed. But then they come up with the best plan yet. They'll take Jiggly to Neon City where no one sleeps at all, so of course they'll stay awake. Team Rocket is super excited to hear Ash and them plan this thing because that was their plan. To so get they get good earplugs. Um, so, they, yeah, they get ear, good earplugs. But they also help because Ash and them, when they get to the city, they're like, we need to find a place where they can get the sound out to everybody, but nobody can help them. And then this big old truck pulls up with the best disguises Team Rocket has ever had. Yeah. And Jess, or James actually dressed as a guy and Jesse in female attire with good accents and, like... They didn't necessarily look like themselves or sound like themselves. Yeah, and their hair was hidden for once. So, for whatever reason, they did a good job with disguises this time. I mean, Ash and them fall for it every time anyway, but whatever. (laughs) Maybe that's why they get so lazy, because Ash and them just fall for it anyway, so they're like, we don't have to try that hard. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, 
Yeah, they're like rockers with like British accents or yeah. something. And they have a van or a truck full of sound equipment and speakers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they set them all up and then Team Rocket goes and hides in like a phone booth or something. I don't even remember. Behind a building or something I don't, like I don't that. remember. And stick these cartoonishly huge earplugs <laughs> in all their ears. I'm like, this will save us. Spoiler alert. It doesn't. <laughs> and so when Jigglypuff sings, it puts every one to sleep the whole city ash and everybody team rocket everybody falls asleep and of course jigglypuff jigglypuff gets mad and starts drawing on the entire city's face and then it's gone they don't know where jigglypuff went and when ash and them get up and everybody else gets up everybody's a lot nicer that one really mean guy wouldn't apologize to people Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of apologies going around and then there's even some speculation from ash and them that the song might not just put people to sleep but make them nicer But it seems like they were just cranky because they were tired. Except that also Team Rocket, who probably get more sleep than Neon City, were also happy even when they were leaving the city. And they already fell asleep to her song. Yeah, that too. So maybe there's some truth to it. But maybe it's just that they get such good sleep. Who knows? But yeah, it's funny because Team Rocket, they're like, we failed. But somehow we're not upset about it this time. (laughs) And yeah, they wonder where Jiggly... uh, might have gone and misty really wanted to catch jigglypuff the whole time and hopes to meet it again someday which is hilarious because misty does not continue to wish that (laughs) why don't they just catch it i don't even know if that happened in the episodes we watched this time but we've seen some episodes before where they're not thrilled to find jigglypuff (laughs) why don't they just like as soon as they see it ash uses his pikachu and shocks her or something and then they catch her well it's not as funny then (laughs) That's fair. <laughs> so, then the next episode, episode 46, Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon. Ooh, bah, bah, bah. So Jiggly returns and keeps mistaking weird rock formations and stuff as stages for her performance. And she carries what looks like a microphone now. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time Jiggly gets ready to sing throughout this episode, something keeps coming up and interrupting the process. Meanwhile, the gang stumble into like a fossil rush, like the gold rush of the 1800s or whatever was <laughs> the 1800s back well, i don't know anyway back back in the cowboyish days <laughs> wait it caused jeans to be invented actually the gold rush uh-huh. oh yeah that's right your brother was talking about that flame was he the one who said that uh, he was talking a lot about jeans lately but maybe you also were learning about it we did the same thing okay i did it first well i believe you i just i've heard a ton from it from flame yeah. But yeah, apparently fossils have been found in this valley, and so everybody's trying to find them. And Gary is also there, dressed like Indiana Jones, which is not the only kind of Indiana Jones-ish reference in this episode. It's really funny, because he's the first one to find a fossil, and then the guy that's like expecting him is like, oh yeah, this is fossilized Pokemon manure. <laughs> he was disgusted by that, and it was funny. Yeah. And his cheerleading squad was also very disgusted. <laughs> but meanwhile, Team Rocket has a plan to blast a big old hole and collect all the fossils themselves. And so they have a huge thing of dynamite and a ridiculously long fuse. There's no reason to have it. Whatever. Anyway. Well, that they could light it and run away. Sure. Still well, seems maybe... excessively long, especially since... Walk away. I think it even goes back and forth a little bit when it could have just been a straight path. Because they go up in like, the ramps, basically. I don't um... know. It could have just been like kind of thrown over the edge of the gun a little ways right. that way. Exactly. Instead of going bloop exactly. on the path. But again, to go on the path. it's for the humor of the cartoonishness <laughs> of everything. 
So once they light it, Ash and Squirtle try to put it out, and Squirtle can't seem to hit it. Um, and Team Rocket is also running after them, trying to stop them, and and they all end up tumbling into a giant ball, like a boulder, like an Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they just kind of roll on, and they all get like in this like heap at the very end near the dynamite, and it's getting close. And so Pikachu latches out real quick to try to help, and instead is the one who pretty much causes the explosion. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny he's like because because when he does it he's like pikachu and he does his like thunderbolt or whatever but then like the expression on pikachu's face when he realizes what he's done as it's about to explode is hilarious like he's like i've made a huge mistake <laughs> i was just so amused by his expression so then team rocket ash and at least his charmeleon all fall down into the hole yeah because i think pikachu stays on top somehow i don't remember there. Yeah, so they all fall down into this big old hole that gets clogged with a bunch of boulders, which is impressive because it's not like a bunch of boulders stacked on top. The boulders lodge into the hole itself, which seems very precarious, especially when everybody on top starts trying to dig into it. I'm like, you do that, all those boulders are going to fall, you're going to fall, and you're probably going to crush people underneath. Whatever. It was just weird. <laughs> anyway. But when, once they're down there, they it, they find out that they're surrounded by a bunch of Pokemon with bloodshot eyes. They are the fossil Pokemon, Kabuto, Kabutops, Ammonite, Amistar, which we've gotten our Kabuto and Ammonite now on Cinnabar Island using the fossil thing. Same yeah. with our um, Amber, the old Amber. Aerodactyl. Yeah, for Aerodactyl. Uh, which Aerodactyl also appears in this episode. But not yet. Yeah. So it turns out these fossil Pokemon weren't extinct. They were hibernating, and the bomb woke them up. So they're cranky now. Kind of mm-hmm. like the Neon City people. Yeah, I think the writers were um kind of tired when they were writing these. Maybe they were. <laughs> but but then, like, I forget exactly what happens between the swarm of Pokemon there and the rest of the gang. But before anything can really blow up, they kind of scatter, the Pokemon do. And they're like, what? And that's because Aerodactyl shows up. And they're all scared of Aerodactyl. Yeah. And Charmeleon gets knocked around a little bit by Aerodactyl, and so he tries to fight it. Mm-hmm. Did Ash try to have... Charmeleon fight the other Pokemon first, but he wouldn't. Maybe because I think there was a moment where like Charmeleon just kind of lays there, is like, no, I'm not gonna fight for you. Yeah. But then he tries to fight the Aerodactyl because the Aerodactyl hit him. Uh huh. So then the Aerodactyl eventually grabs Ash and flies off out of the hole with him. Mm Mhm. And Charmeleon, I think, is trying to fight him as well. I don't remember how he gets out. Team Rocket doesn't get out though, do they? No. The char maybe he was Charmeleon oh, was grabbing onto the leg or something. Yeah, and then then he let go. Like. Yeah, after they got out of the thing, that's right, that's right. But then Aerodactyl lands on like this big old plateau thing with Ash and starts making faces at Charmeleon because Charmeleon can't get up to him, and it makes Charmeleon mad. Mm-hmm. And so Charmeleon glows and evolves into Charizard, who's a very what? popular Pokemon. Which doesn't make sense that he would evolve into Charizard because um, smaller Pokemon evolve faster to their medium size and then it takes even longer for them to evolve into their big form. Charmander's like takes a long time and he finally evolved. Then Charmeleon, bam, Charizard. Yeah, a lot of things in the show don't make sense with that evolution stuff, but it's okay. So he evolves and flies after the Aerodactyl again and Ash is like, oh! Charizard does like me. He's trying to save me. And then Charizard like breathes fire that like completely obliterates Ash too. He's like, or maybe not. <laughs> but the way this all gets resolved isn't Charizard 
it's Jigglypuff mm-hmm. and Misty. Misty gets Jigglypuff to sing to help everyone out. Jigglypuff, um, Jigglypuff. So yeah, so Jigglypuff does sing, puts everybody to sleep. I think she tried to get her Jigglypuff to sing before the Charizard incident too, but then it didn't happen, and then Charizard turned into Charizard and did his yeah. thing, and then eventually Jigglypuff sang and put everybody to sleep. Everyone. All the people chasing the fossils, Jenny who was there, Ash, you know, everybody fell asleep. So when everybody wakes up, Officer Jenny tells them in a men in black kind of way that, oh, it was just a dream. You did not see an Aerodactyl. There is no Aerodactyl. And of course, they never saw the other fossil Pokemon either. Um, and convinces everybody that it didn't, it didn't happen. You remember Men in Black? Nope. So it's a movie. Uh, well, it was a comic book first, I guess. But it's a movie where they have where they deal with aliens all the time. But it's a secret organization where they wear black suits and stuff. They're the Men in Black. Um, but they have those little silver devices that they flash in people's faces, and then they give them like a different memory of what happened. Huh. Maybe you haven't seen it. I've watched it with one of you kids, at least. Maybe it was just your brother. I want to say a rubber, but I don't know for sure if I do. At the end, it turns out, like, the main... Well, like, the main evil bad guy of the one, he takes over some farmer's body. Like, he eats him and shifts his whole bug-like body into the... Like, I might remember parts of it. I don't remember the whole movie, though. Um, back to the episode. So, yeah, they all fall asleep. She convinces him his dream. And when Ash wakes up, he has an egg that he had found, apparently, with all these weird colorful symbols on it. They're like, where'd you get that? And he's like, I found it in the fossil area. Yep. And of course, everybody, like, Brock wants it. But Ash is like, it's mine. <laughs> Brock takes it from Yeah, him. he does take it. It is Ash's egg. He deserves... He steals it to help out, quote unquote. Later episode, he does give it back. Yep. I'm very annoyed about how. Yeah, it is all very annoying. But anyway. Meanwhile, Team Rocket is still trapped underground with all the fossil pokemon now sleeping which includes aerodactyl and they're very nervous to do anything because they're they want to wake them up <laughs> and die and then i think it's meowth but somebody sneezes and they start to wake up yeah. <laughs> like we Oops. just hear it it blacks out when we hear the the pokemon wake up and then yeah that's pretty much that episode but it, it's significant because we get the egg which is where our second johto pokemon will come from and it's also significant because now we have charizard yeah. which is a companion of ash for a long time in the show. For a long time? Probably till the end, I don't know. I haven't watched all the episodes, but he's around for a long time at least. Like, it's it's one of the main Pokemon of Ash's. Pikachu's the main, mm-hmm. but Charizard's up there. Yeah. Alright, so, episode 47, A Chancy Operation. You remember this one? Uh-huh. So this starts out with Pikachu being a dork and swallowing, like, one of those little apple berry things whole and choking on it. And they want to go to a Pokemon Center to help them because they don't know what happened to them, um, Ash and them. But the Pokemon Center's too far away. And so they go to a regular human hospital, and which is apparently run by a single doctor, even though it looks like a big old hospital. Who's a jerk, by the way? Who is a creep and a jerk? I do not... This guy weirds me out, okay? So immediately, he tries to flirt with Misty. And I'm like, dude, Missy's a child. Yeah. At least it sounds like he's flirting to me. Doesn't sound like he's just being like, oh, you're a sweet little girl. No, he's not doing that. He is <laughs> definitely. The only, the only argument against it is that he, she is the only one he doesn't ask out. He does ask two of the other women out in the episode. But he never asks Misty out. But he does things for her. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. But like, you could make an argument that maybe he was just being... Just super nice to her because she's just a nice sweet girl i don't i wouldn't make that argument i'm just saying maybe you could <laughs> yeah he creeped me out 
but uh and he's mean like yeah he, well he's just not a very good doctor person like he might be good at being a doctor but he's not like he might be skilled in doctoral arts but he's not a good doctor yeah because he's lazy and doesn't care <laughs> he's like i'm on my break yeah. back off so he doesn't want to help at first but then misty's there so he's like oh okay i'll help and so then he starts checking out misty not as in like hey but like trying to see what was wrong with her and she's like it's not me it's the pikachu he's like well i mean i can't like i can't do anything but they convince him to help because the poke center's too far away and he does just fights when he like yeah he lodges his arm down pikachu's throat and pulls out the apple and it's like well this is what it and then he yells at ash for like letting his pikachu do that and it's like i didn't let him do that i didn't what (laughs) anyway sorry for letting him eat but then after that was done he's like well i'm going on my break so he goes on his break and the phone's ringing and they're like, aren't you gonna get it it's like no i'm on my break it's like it could be an emergency i'm on my break i don't care <laughs> so they answer it and of course the joy on the other line or on the other end is like well, where's the doctor i thought i called the hospital it's like well he's on his break she's <laughs> <laughs> like well this is an emergency uh there was a big old car accident which involved team rocket as we start seeing scenes from it and pokemon being carted away on like stretchers and stuff into ambulances and meowth is crying because his charm is gone um on his forehead it's missing and joy's like we there's a lot of injured pokemon and i cannot take care of all of them in the poke center there's just too many so i need some you guys to like i need the doctor over there to take care of the, the chunk of them and of course ash and them are able to convince the doctor to do so and the doctor asks joy out over that's there. right so he asked her out for some pizza or something because like oh joy i like joy so that he did start talking on there and he's like well after this you want to go get some pizza and she's like we're not talking about this now help the pokemon that we talk <laughs> it's like all right <laughs> and and during that scene that's when brock has his great line he's like i don't like this guy he's like me <laughs> <laughs> Except a little less, little less of creep. Well, it's creepier for the guy to be doing it, especially with like Misty and stuff, because Rock is also younger. So that's true. I think he's older than Ash and Misty, but he's not like an adult. Yeah, and he hasn't flirted with Misty, so he's usually flirting with women older than him, probably. So, <laughs> uh, so Team Rocket and their Pokemon are some of the ones that get. To take into the new place and ash and them are trying to help the doctor out with all the things um and there's a point where they're dealing with the arbok and i think that's the one they're gonna sedate a different they sedate they sedate it and they're gonna sedate a different one then oh okay so they successfully sedate arbok but then they're gonna sedate another pokemon the drio the oh yeah we get another, heads with together. the heads all tangled up certain um I think they even referenced the different emotions of the heads. Or yeah. maybe we just talked about it. No, they referenced. Did they? Because re- I remember they do it back in the Flame of, uh, flame Pokemon. I, I know, but they definitely reference it here, too. Okay. Yeah, but then it gets knocked into the Doctor instead, so he falls asleep. Yep. So then it's just up to everybody else. But once Arbok and Weezing are cured... Well, there's one funny point when oh, they're trying sure. to cure Meowth and the Chansey... And Meowth's like, I want my charm. The Chansey brings like all Oh yeah, these the Chanseys are things. nurses too. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then Chansey brings all these different things. And he's like, then he starts getting sassy. And the Chansey's like, Chansey. Oh, I forgot about that. That's a weird part of the episode too, because it's just random things. So, so for us, it's like this makes no sense. It's like there's a communication problem. Like it doesn't understand. Which Meowth can always talk to Pokemon, so they usually understand, right? And so it's just random things that it's trying to give him instead of a charm. 
Well, like, to use it's sharp. Right. But apparently, I, I believe, in the Japanese version, they're all all the things that it offers have words that sound similar to whatever the word is for the charm as well. Oh. I think that's that scene. where So it's just, so like it's actually a play on words for, for Japan, but for us that doesn't translate because they're different pictures, which we have very different words for that don't sound similar, right? It's still fun. Oh, no, it's hilarious. It's just, it's, in, it's just an interesting translation issue. And this chance he gets mad at Meowth because Meowth is starting to get mad. Oh, another part that I thought was really funny before the doctor falls asleep, when Jesse and James first show up and, and Ash is helping with the thing, and James is like, the twerp's an MD? <laughs> He's so dumb. I just I just died at that line. I thought it was so funny. Because <laughs> he's like thinking, you know what an MD is, right? Medical doctor? Yeah. So, he, so he's just like, what? When did this happen? And it's like, it didn't happen. He's not an MD, you doofus. <laughs> the doctor also hits on Jesse. Yes. And also asks her out for pizza, I believe. And of course, Jesse always likes being flirted with because she thinks she's the most beautiful woman in the world. Um, She's very vain. <laughs> but anyway, once the Team Rocket Pokemon are all recovered, and I think probably Meowth too, which turned out his charm... Or no, he, that's at the end, that's isn't That's at the very end. That is at the end. But Weezing and Arbok are cured, so then Team Rocket isn't going to help out anymore, and they're planning on capturing the Pokemon. Yeah. Because they're Team Rocket. But then there's in the final like confrontation, the Doctor wakes up and actually has like a cool moment where he like faces off with them, doesn't he? Well, they have these um, stretchers for people that are Team Rocket designed or whatever that hold the people down, um, the Ash and Co., and then they send Arbok and Weezing to attack, but the Chanseys, Chansey, Chanseys, like, hold out their arms to stop them. Okay. And they just sit there, the Arbok and Weezing. They don't do anything. Mm. And that's when the doctor wakes up. I don't remember when he explained if it was after or before he had his jacket or whatever full of like needles or something needles knives and all yeah all the doctor supplies yeah and he explains how weezing know that they were helped by these people they're Mm, not gonna hurt them that's right yeah i knew he had some kind of like line and he was like haha big presentation but i couldn't remember what it was at all i always forget the end of team rocket like, anytime they get defeated, I'm like, I so, for some reason, my brain just, like, glosses over it. And this was, like, the defeat of Team Rocket at this point. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the doctors or whatever help them out. And then they go, you could have these back and fling them at them. So that they go make a hole in the wall and bye-bye Team Rocket. Oh, Team Rocket ran through the wall, like, like old cartoon style? Where their shapes are in the wall? or No, the stretchers got them and there was just big holes. Oh, gotcha. The, the stretchers knocked them through the wall. Is that what you're saying? Kind of, I think. Okay. Then Team Rocket's blasted off again. Of we see him at the end, but... Yeah, so, um, speaking of the end, because there's not really much that happens after that. Oh, one other weird thing is the doctor's name was Proctor. Dr. Proctor. Yeah. <laughs> it rhymed. So, like, Ash and them just, they move on with their stuff. But with Team Rocket, we, we catch up with them, and what happened? They landed on their heads, which knocks the charm out of Beoth's head. Because it was not lost off of his head it was pushed into his head <laughs> i'd be like my head hurts so bad well i gotta imagine even if being taken off would probably hurt because it's like a part of his body yes it's true. <laughs> all right so then after that episode we go into episode 48 holy matrimony this it starts out with ash and co but quickly the episode seems 
to shift into Team Rocket being the main characters, which I thought was interesting. Um, oh, is it this one? Yes, it is this one. Whatever <laughs> this one means. Is it uh, the James so, one? Yes, it's James. Uh, the gang. So the gang arrives into a town. They find a picture of a missing boy that looks a lot like a young James. And they mention that. And so apparently the butler guy or whatever has super sharp hearing because he pulls up. He's like, do you know this boy? <laughs> After they say that. I'm like, well, he looks like a guy we know named James. And so he takes them into the limousine and drives off with them. For and a right, long time. Yeah, well, right after they leave, though, Team Rocket pops out because they were also nearby. And they're like, look at the thing. And Jesse's like, it does look like James. Yeah. James says he looks pathetic. And Meowth is like, well, that's what she said. <laughs> they're so mean. But James seems, like, really depressed. And, like, he tries to, like brush it off like he doesn't care about this whatever and he just seems down but jesse and meowth decide to drag him along to investigate what's going on meanwhile ash and them go through some gates in the limousine and like they're driving along for a half hour after that <laughs> yeah like I, I can't remember exactly how long it was but yeah they're like, they arrive at this big yes. mansion yep it's huge and they even commented on it. it's like it's so big there's got to be so many rooms in it blah 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 and when they get out and keep commenting the butler's like that's not the mansion how dare you that's the dog house for master james's growly and then it pans over and we see a big old building that dwarfs the other one it's like what in the world um so yeah these people have problems they have lots and lots of money but why spend it on all that? Because they have so much that they probably still have tons of money. That doesn't matter. Like, to them, it's probably like tossing a couple of pennies. So toss a couple of pennies to the poor! <laughs> well, they're not necessarily nice people. But anyway, while they're there, it's explained that... Um, and Team Rocket died. is listening from inside the house during a lot of this, too. But, um, like, an event or something. But it's explained that James is supposed to inherit the estate because his parents have died. So that's why they're trying to trying hard to find him. And he explains that James's parents had been wanting to find him for so long, but eventually they just couldn't take his disappearance any longer, and they passed away. It it killed them. And, uh, and he can only inherit the estate if he marries somebody within his fiance within twenty four hours. Yep, that's the catch. That's the big drive here. So then Ash and them head outside, and Ash wants to help James, but the gang doesn't even know where to find him. They're like, we don't even know where to like start looking for James, right? He just comes to us, <laughs> right? Which they mention again later in the episode. But then Team Rocket, having gotten into a fight in the vent, because they're like, James, you need to do this. That will be filthy rich. This would be fantastic. And James is like, no. <laughs> And they fight, and they end up falling outside from wherever they were in the building. And right in front of Ash and everybody, who's like, we're, oh, I don't know how we'll find James. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> um, and James tries to get away, but Jesse and Meowth are trying to force him in. James also explains, eventually, he's like, it talks about the story about this poor young boy and his growlith, growly, and how he runs away from home. Oh, he dropped, so that he failed out of the Pokemon Tech Academy. Which we learned back in an episode where we visited the Pokemon Tech Academy that Jesse and James both failed out of that. Yep. But the way this story goes, it sounds like maybe he didn't know Jesse there. I don't know, though. But anyway, he talks about how they wandered and it was cold and eventually he collapsed and the Growlithe was there howling and James was never seen again. Basically suggesting that James died. Little James. This this kid. And then they're like, um, but James, you're right here. <laughs> He's like... Oh, I can't remember anything. I got amnesia. Whatever. He just starts acting weird about it. Yeah. So, like, most of the story was probably true. Except for, like, you know, the death part. <laughs> so, 
after a little back and forth there, this is the point where Ash and everybody kind of take a backseat to the story. They're not really involved, except, like, peering around corners and stuff like Team Rocket usually is doing. Yeah. And, I mean, I really enjoyed this episode. It's ridiculous and it's hilarious to me. I don't know. But this is where Jesse and Meowth decide to dress in, like, black clothing like a lot of people do for stage plays when they have to move sets or help make things look like they're flying through the air or something like that. Because it makes them somewhat invisible. Not really. Because it's usually a black backdrop and stuff like that. So they yeah. blend in. That doesn't work in just day-to-day life. It works for a stage that's set for it. does not work in day-to-day. And it doesn't even technically fully work on a stage play either. Like, you can still usually kind of tell. If you're really looking, at least. Depending I'm on how they do it. I'm a little confused, though, how they force James into the suit. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> don't um, don't ask those questions. Does that not mean a little interesting <laughs> but uh yeah so jesse and meowth dress in black costumes because now they're invisible uh-huh. and they tie up mouth uh james's meowth or mouth they tie up james's mouth mm-hmm. so that he can't talk and protest and they drag him into and make him walk into the building to claim his inheritance and jesse talks for him meaning because they're invisible according to them they can't be seen but invisibility does not mean unhearable which obviously Jesse must know to some extent because she is talking for James. So, they go in there and stuff, but then we hear the Team Rocket motto as the coffin lids pop up and apparently James's mom and dad tricked him, or were trying to trick him. He actually it wasn't working. I mean, he might have believed they were dead, but he, well, he still wasn't coming. <laughs> well, um, he said it was just like them to pull trick like yeah. that, so... And they just were trying to get him to show up so that he could marry his fiance. And then they drag him upstairs and tie him to a chair, and we meet his fiance, who looks exactly like Jessie, except with a different hairstyle. Same hair color, different hairstyle, but her face is identical. And her name is Jessie Bell. Jezebel. No, they do not. They do not pronounce it Jezebel. They pronounce it Jessie Bell multiple times because <laughs> Jezebel is a common like southern name and she has like the southern accent and stuff but they purposely called her jesse bell because she's just like jesse <laughs> and meowth even makes a comment on it and of course jesse takes offense to that and that's when she has a whole argument with meowth and and talks to uh james as well to some extent and even in the midst of this she still talks for james at one point too and it's like jesse you're talking for james that means everybody else can hear you you're an idiot <laughs> And meanwhile, Ash and them are like peering around the door and they're like, how do people, how is this costume working? And Ash makes a comment, which I thought was hilarious for Ash to say. It's like, those wouldn't work on me. But Ash, every other costume they have works on you. So why wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) At least he's, at least he's smart enough not to believe they're invisible because they're wearing black costumes. (laughs) Well, I mean, everybody else is later you'll learn to smart enough too yes i know but it's just hilarious because ash is a little lacking in some (laughs) self-awareness so anyway jesse bell wants to take them down to where their treasure is but it turns out to be a trap they're just in a room with a bunch of like exercise equipment and training equipment and then that's when there's the big revelation that yes we can see jesse and meowth we just kept playing along so that you would bring him down here (laughs) so that we can tame him and so she gets a whip yeah she dresses as a tamer we've met i think we've met some pokemon tamers in the game too like tamer the trainers called tamers and they have whips yeah and yeah so they're being all mean and stuff and ash and so ash jesse meowth misty brock pikachu all get kicked out of the mansion yeah 
So then they're like trying to get in. Well, so Growlithe, Growly, we see inside the quote unquote doghouse, um, is trying to get out. And so they're going to try to open the door and they're struggling a bit. And so then, or Ash is trying to open it. And so he's like, help me. And so everybody like, like holds on to each other to pull, which makes sense. I mean, that, that would help except for Meowth and Pikachu. Meowth is hold Meowth or Pikachu is holding on to the leg of a Team Rocket person, and the other one is holding on to... So if it's Meowth holding on to the leg, Pikachu is holding on to Meowth. Or it's the other way around. I don't remember which one's which. Doesn't really matter. They're pulling on a leg. That's not actually going to help anything. But it's funny. Anyway, they're pulling. They're still not quite getting there, but then Growlithe takes one more leap, and... <laughs> door opens, and Growlithe shows up and saves his James. Mm-hmm. So then Jesse Bell is also used. Oh, I think she brought him out before. That's how they got kicked out because they got stun sport or whatever. At some point, Jesse and Meowth leave, and James is still with Jesse Bell. Yeah, well, that was well, same with Ash and them. They all got stun sport when Jesse Bell brought out. But like Jesse leaves for the episode, essentially just walks away. Oh, I don't remember how that happened, but yes, I don't know. Was she part of, or were they part of the pulling and saving Growlithe? I'm pretty sure Team Rocket was there, because Meowth was there, so Jesse and Meowth were there. Well, maybe after that or something, they left. Because they Maybe leave. they just didn't come back in. They leave, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we we learned earlier, because they got stunned, which is how they were able to get kicked out, that, that Jesse Bell has a vile plume, right? Vile plume? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so then vile plume and Growlithe get into a fight, which isn't going to be good for vile plume anyway, because Growlithe's fire. And so they win, and James escapes. So he's gone for the episode eventually, too. And so then Jezebel ends up chasing Ash and them because she wants to know where to find James. And Ash even makes the comment here, we don't find James. He always finds us. Because <laughs> that's true. They're not looking for Team Rocket most of the time. They're just trying to do their journey. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Jesse and Meowth are walking away, and Jesse's all sad, and she's like guess james wants the rich life oh that's right she ended up giving up on it when probably when he was being rescued by Growlithe and stuff and she's like well yeah all right and they wander off but eventually james does ask growly to stay behind uh-huh. and then he leaves as well and then yeah then jesse bell's chasing <laughs> there's a whole touching moment between jesse and james yeah 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 and that, so yeah, they must have, so James must have said, all right, Growly, you stay here, and then probably joined up with Jesse and them. Well, he was in a hot air balloon, and scoops up Jesse, and then they fly away at them. Oh, yeah. Jesse and James are flying away in the hot air balloon. Meowth is running along the ground. Poor Meowth. And that was, it was interesting, especially since we got some more James backstory, too, which was kind of cool. And it actually followed some of the canon the show already put into place with the Pokemon tech place. Uh-huh. So I was actually pretty impressed, because... It's a silly cartoon, so they're not always going to be following things accurately, but I like it when they do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then, we get to episode 49. So near, yet so far-fetched. This one bugs me a little bit, because there's a couple things in here. Well, there's a couple references to something that has not happened yet in this episode involving Jesse. So, the gang are in the woods, and while Brock and Ash are exploring... Because they they all talked about a far-fetched for some reason. And then they're exploring some... because there's... Known to be far-fetched in that little in that area, particular forest. but they're really rare. Yeah, so the Misty dreams of catching a far-fetched, and like she not, she's not does? actually sleeping, but she was like thinking to herself, like I would like to catch a far-fetched. Oh yeah. So she's dreaming of it. It's a dream. It's a goal. <laughs> but then she finds one. A far-fetched shows up. Well, Brock and Ash leave to go fill water bottles. That's when she's like dreaming of catching a far-fetched, and then she finds one, and 
she chases it for a while because it runs away. And she's like, get back here. I want you so bad. Um, but while she's chasing and he ducks behind a tree somewhere, she runs into some other kid. And, like, they kind of both apologize to each other a little bit. And he picks up Misty's bag and gives it back to her and runs off. But by this point, Farfetch'd is gone. And she's disappointed. And so she goes back and Brock and Asher back at the same time. And they're like, oh, you were trying to get a Farfetch'd for yourself. She's like, no, it would have been for all of us. Which is bullcrap, especially as we learn in later episodes. They do not think that way. Right there, she said... I think we catch a farfetch to make Ash so jealous when she was gonna catch it. Yep. Yeah, this is just a bunch of hogwash. She's she's dishonest. <laughs> but then she finds out that her bag is full of wrapped up rocks instead of Pokeballs. And so now she learns that every single one of her Pokemon that she's ever caught is gone. Uh-huh. And she's very upset and disappointed and sad and realizes she's been tricked. Meanwhile, Team Rocket comes across this kid. And he's offering to get rid of his far-fetched, and maybe his uh, Staryu and Starmie he has, because he just doesn't want to train Pokemon anymore, is what he says. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this sounds great. And he takes him off to, to another area, um, but he's like, where there's a boat. And he's like, oh, I forgot something. So he leaves his bag behind and rushes, and the far-fetched, and rushes off to go get, quote-unquote, what he forgot. <laughs> he didn't forget anything. There's also a fueled boat there. Yep, there's a fueled boat. They cl- they're like, sweet, this kid's an idiot. And they just grab the far-fetched and the bag of Pokemon and jump in the boat and go on. And not long after, a leak pops out because there was like a little cork in a hole. Yeah. And the boat sinks. And the far-fetched is just cruising in the water. And Jesse's and James's three Pokeballs, because they have three Pokemon, not including Meowth, apparently, are snatched up by the far-fetched. And... They're like, well, we just have to use Staryu and Starmie then to get out of the water here and get us to safety. And then yeah. they open the bag, and it's rocks again. Mm-hmm. I think it was rocks again, anyway. It certainly wasn't Pokemon. No. And they find out they've been tricked, and they're very upset to being outsmarted by the kid. And then, I think it's at the campsite of the kid. He has, like, Misty's Pokemon, Pokeballs, and then maybe the new Pokeballs he just got. But I don't think he's standing there at the time, but one of them pops open and releases... Um, they're in his tent. There's a bunch of Pokeballs yeah, the in his tent. Yeah. And he's outside the tent. He's outside of the tent? Okay. I knew, he wasn't near the Pokeballs anyway. And one of them pops out at Psyduck, because we all know and have seen that Psyduck just pops out whenever it kind of feels like it, apparently. Yeah. And he, I knew who it was going to be right away. And he rushes off, sigh um, and escapes the camp. So then we cut to Ash and them, and they're talking to an officer, Jenny, who's got a little base out, just outside of the forest area or whatever on the road. And she's like, oh, yeah, nope, uh, I've heard about this happening Fifth a lot. Fifth victim this week. Yeah, this week. So she goes off to help them find this kid, right? They're going to go look for him in the woods. And they run into Psyduck. Psyduck shows up. <laughs> and I just, I don't know why, but I thought this whole conversation was hilarious between Misty and Psyduck. Because she asks, like, 50 questions, almost as if she's understanding the answers. And Psyduck is just, every time she's like, well, what about this? Psyduck? Psyduck. <laughs> like, that's all he says. Just, Psyduck? Psyduck. <laughs> With a confused expression, because he's always looking confused. <laughs> but he, they seem to think that he can lead, so they follow him, but then they get to a fork on the road, and they're like, well, which way is it? And she's just so fed up with Psyduck, but he eventually decides which way they should go, and they go. But we find Team Rocket finds the kid first. Yeah. And he's like, you're right, I shouldn't have done this, you can have your Pokemon back. And they're like, that's not good enough. He's like, fine, you can have all these Pokemon in this bag. Uh-huh. Which includes your Pokemon. So they run off of that and fly off of their balloon. <laughs> And then the other group finds the kid, and they're like, hey, give us our Pokemon back. And 
I'm a little fuzzy on my memory of exactly how the sequence goes, but I know that Farfetch decides to fight at some point in here. I don't remember. Okay. So, yeah, so Farfetch does, like, they get into, like, a little bit of a battle once, like, with Pikachu to get the things back. There's some point where Team Rocket finds out that they actually just have a bunch of Voltorbs in there and they dump them out. They actually explode around where the kid and everybody is. But by the end of it, because the kid also explains that the Farfetch'd doesn't want to fight. This is before he fights. He's like, well, he doesn't. He doesn't do that. Like, he's no, he's just kind of. He doesn't have any abilities to do so, which wasn't true. The farfetch wanted to fight, and he's like, oh, I didn't realize that you wanted to do these things. So now he can be a trainer, and so everything's forgiven. All the pokeballs are returned to their owners. They say at the end, I don't know how they found all the ones that they belong to, but supposedly they were. Well, they have the transfer system, I suppose. Like that's all settled. Like they get their Pokemon back. The kid's like, I'm gonna go be a trainer now with my farfetch because apparently he wants to actually do battles and stuff so we learned his lesson everything's great all's forgiven and then we cut back to team rocket and apparently they still had one more voltorb left that pops up and it explodes and they blast off again (laughs) now here's the thing that's annoying about this episode is that twice they reference jesse's pokeballs because she has two pokemon and she mentions she says it once i think and i think the kid might say the name once but supposedly she has a lick tongue when did that happen not till later (laughs) (laughs) um it bugs me i like continuity because they make a big thing about it so because they even show the three pokeballs and all that stuff that's true we never see him show up in the episode so that's something and i would argue after watching the episode where she gets like a tongue that i don't think there's anything in that episode that contradicts like that confuses the continuity if it just was aired beforehand so we could have easily watched it before far-fetched and i don't think it would have screwed anything up at all because this next episode we're going to talk about is who gets to keep togepi episode 50 and togepi doesn't actually show up in the other episode with Lickitung, i don't think so it wouldn't have thrown anything off and it makes sense for it to have aired earlier then yeah i would think but whatever so episode 50 who gets to keep togepi the rightful owner of togepi ash (laughs) that's what we would like the result to be but no, yeah, so been... so while I'm annoyed by the last episode, you're annoyed by this episode. So we have Ash get an update to his Pokedex, which is important because he needs the updated information since we're going to be dealing with a Pokemon not from the Kanto region. Well, Even though we got it in the Kanto region. Huh? And the voice changes. And the voice changes. So yeah, Ash and the gang can't agree who should get to keep whatever comes out of that egg because they're all talking about it. and Because Ash found it. Um, I don't know if they argue about the egg that much. I expected them to when I was watching this. They argue later. They do talk about it here, though. Right at the back. A little, but there's no arguing. Well, okay, sorry. They disagree. I thought for sure there was going to be arguing. Like, oh, here comes the big argument. No. Yeah. But Ash does say he found it. And Brock's like, well, I've been taking care of it. And Misty's hoping it's a water Pokemon for her to keep it. But yeah, Ash forced or Brock forced himself on that. And they were just talking about what might hatch and like. Yeah, because he was talking about how he slept with it and keeps it like under his shirt and things like that or whatever to keep it warm. Yeah, but you snatched it. Maybe if you had asked, and that would be different. It would be different. So anyway, Team Rocket also wants the egg, and they hatch a plan to steal it. Boo. See, see, I, this is why I like the show. They have these bad puns, and I make the same kinds of ones. <laughs> so they pretend to be egg dealers, and then cause an accident with all their eggs and Ash's eggs. So there's all these eggs spread around, so they can't find the right one. Well, as soon as it happens, 
Meowth was right there as soon as she, the egg was dropped to catch it. Like, mm-hmm. there, it did land on the ground. Mm. It was... But the rest of them are looking all over the ground. And then Meowth is like, here's the egg. And then they all run away. But Ash and them are able to follow a f- trail of the fake eggs to confront them later. But meanwhile, Meowth is taking care of the egg because he wants to hatch it. But James wants to eat it. Yeah. At least James. I don't know if Jesse said anything. But James yeah. definitely a couple times wanted to eat it. And, and offered Meowth... scrambled eggs to... Yeah, and Meowth is like, excuse me, we're going to hatch this thing. And so Meowth sleeps egg-scuse with the egg. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Meowth sleeps with it. He takes a hot bath with it. Things like that. Um, So he feels he's the owner of the egg now. But he's a Pokemon, so he shouldn't own Pokemon. So yeah, Ash and them find them. They get into a confrontation like the little cabin that Team Rocket's hiding out in. There's a very fun little interaction where everybody's like the egg keeps getting tossed around and every, different people <laughs> keep catching it. It's, it i always love these kinds of scenes and cartoons yeah. and stuff it's just fun but then ash gets the egg ash gets the egg and then it starts to hatch right uh-huh. while they're still at the cabin and brock comes over and to sits, watch it as well and, and then just sticks ducks to him yep basically. but then misty forces herself right in between them because she wants to see too and so when togepi hatches it looks at misty first because she, the egg like kind of flew up in the air, then she kind of like, yep. see. And then you know, the Pokedex is like, Togepi, we don't really know much about this Pokemon. <laughs> Although it gives us more information later, which is weird, but whatever. Scientists are on the move. <laughs> so then there's still argument about it, right? And they're all debating who gets to keep Togepi. Ash is like, it's mine. Brock's like, it's mine. Misty wants it, but she didn't, she literally did nothing for it. Meowth wants it because he claims he did more than all of them put together. Um, and so they agree on a tournament. And then Meowth disqualifies James and Jesse because well, they didn't do anything. Right. He He's like, I will immediately tell you that James and Jesse do not get to be a part of this tournament because they literally did nothing. Which means Misty should also not be part of the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> but she is. Because you need two matches of two. So we first have Meowth and Brock going against each other. And Meowth is like, wait, what? A, I don't have... Oh, I'm a Pokemon. So he goes back and forth to go back to like the trainer's spot to tell himself what to do and then goes back to his spot as a Pokemon to do the things that he's being told to do. It's hilarious. Yeah. I enjoy it. And of course, he's just a little normal type Pokemon with normal type scratch moves, which don't work very well against Onyx. I know. Because <laughs> I've used them. <laughs> but there ends up being a couple of buckets of water nearby, so he uses those, which Brock claims is cheating, whatever, but he it's how Ash won. And Brock gave him a badge. Yeah. I mean, is that quite literally how he won? But it was still the same kind of idea. It's true. Then it was an accident with Ash, but still, they did. He technically didn't win fair. If you don't think this is fair, so Meowth wins. Then Ash and Misty get to battle, and they even mention how, hey, we haven't battled since Cerulean City. And once again, Ash doesn't use Pikachu. It's not, he just doesn't choose him this time. I think he chooses Bulbasaur right away. Which I'm impressed because Ash is. Like, using type advantage for, like, one in a millionth time, you know? <laughs> like, last time he wanted to use Pikachu, but Pikachu didn't want to do it because he liked Misty. Which might be why he didn't choose Pikachu this time, but Bulbasaur is a perfect pick. And he wins. Bulbasaur kicks butt. I don't even remember what Misty used. Was it Staryu or Starmie? Wasn't it Psyduck? Oh, was it Psyduck? That is a, oh, like that's right, because she wanted to use something else, but Psyduck came out, so she yeah. just resolved herself to using Psyduck. She's like, fine. That still didn't matter. Still water type. Although technically, if he got a good enough headache, he probably could have beaten Bulbasaur. Because Bulbasaur is grass and poison. You said that. That's why I remember it was Psyduck. Ah. You're like, that's actually her best choice. Well, I think Staryu and Starmie might have psychic moves too. You said that too after Psyduck. 
Well, I'm saying it now for the episode so people can hear it. Jeez. So, the, yeah. So then it's going to be Ash versus Meowth. This is where Ash uses Pikachu. And the battle does not last long. Yeah. And Meowth has a joke about being shocked at his defeat after he gets shocked. <laughs> so Ash wins. Togepi is his. And so he's like, come here, like Togepi. Like it's rightfully supposed to be. Right. And, and he shouldn't even have to fight this tournament. But in the end, it doesn't matter anyway. Because he's like, come here, Togepi. And Togepi's like, no. And runs over to Misty. Because it likes Misty. And then they use the Pokedex again. And the Pokedex says, oh, Togepi imprints on uh, the first person it sees. And thinks of it as its mother. So Togepi is Misty's. And Misty talks about <sighs> taking care of it. And not letting anything bad happen to it. But really, that ends up being Pikachu's job. Pikachu catches the egg at one point, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Because you mentioned that. Yeah, Pikachu ends up doing a lot for this Togepi in some episodes. Well, even in that episode, Misty's like, you're going to help me watch over Togepi, aren't you, Pikachu? More than you are, Misty. So then we have Bulbasaur's Mysterious Garden. This one starts off really fun because we see another battle with Ash and some random trainer in the woods. Oh, yeah. He's using a Rhyhorn. Ash is using Bulbasaur again, which is, again, a good matchup because Rhyhorn, I believe, has ground type. So that's good to see that Ash is using good typing again. But apparently the Rhyhorn is a high level, they mentioned, because it's doing really good in the battle. Like, this is actually a really cool battle. Like, I like the interactions here. Um, And Bulbasaur gets his head hurt. It gets a big old bump, red bump (laughs) on his head. But he does win. Um, And then his bulb starts glowing, and so they're, like, panicking. And so they take him to a Poke Center and give it to the Nurse Joy there. And the Poke Center here looks really cool because it's, like, a big old log cabin in the middle of this, like, cool woods. And she runs some tests and stuff. It's, like, just like I thought. He's getting ready to evolve. That's all. And they put a Band-Aid on his bump. Which is important because this helps us to keep an eye on which one's Ash's Bulbasaur. Because there's a lot of Bulbasaur in this episode. Uh-huh. So then we hear about, like, the Bulbasaur. When they evolve, there's this whole mysterious garden nobody can ever find. And I think at night, a bunch of Bulbasaur snatch Bulbasaur out of his bed, right? And carry him off? Is that what happened? Or does he leave on his own? Bulbasaur walks out there, is looking kind of at the city. Pikachu's out there, too. Then the, the Bulbasaur. They're looking at the what something okay. they're looking over something because yeah. they're on this little cliff then um yes yeah, so their bulbasaur snatch that bulbasaur then pikachu goes back to the ash and go oh, to tell oh that's right and so they try to go follow but meanwhile when the bulbasaur are carrying ash's bulbasaur team rocket runs across them they're like hey bulbasaur let's catch all these bulbasaur and then they get whipped really quick and say team rocket's blasting off again and you were like well that was a short time for team rocket <laughs> <laughs> it's not. They come back. Because this is only the first time they blast off in this episode. So then, Ash and them are following, trying to find Bulbasaur, because Pikachu's message or whatever. And as they're going deeper into the woods, eventually, like, some, like, like growth happens behind them. A, a wall of, like, roots and stuff, um, closing them in to this mm-hmm. mysterious garden. Which they're not supposed to be in, because humans are not supposed to be there or something. Yeah. And... They see all those Bulbasaur, including Ash's, and then Venusaur comes out. Somewhere in this part of it, I don't remember exactly where, Team Rocket land with their heads in the dirt, and they pop out, and they are also in this mysterious garden place. And they see all the Bulbasaur, and like, well, we want to catch these things, obviously. Yeah. So then, they're all getting, all the Bulbasaur are getting ready to evolve into Ivysaur, and Venusaur is, to over, is there to oversee it. This is some mystical event. And the Ivysaur evolve... Bulbasaur does not. Ash's Bulbasaur does not. Because he doesn't want to. And this does not make Venusaur very happy. And so Venusaur and I think the other Ivysaur are being mean to him. So Ash gets in there to stop them, of course. He's like, hey, 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 hey. And this is, you know, one of those situations that happens in this cartoon a lot that it's about to escalate quite a bit. 
But as, just as things are about to escalate, like it often does in the cartoon, Team Rocket shows up, and uh, they're in their balloon with a big old vacuum to vacuum up all the Ivysaur. Uh, Wait, doesn't it go the other way, Leaf Blower? <laughs> you t- you're right. <laughs> so they're vacuuming them up. I don't remember what Venusaur does in this situation. Does he get vacuumed up too somehow? Um, I I don't remember. Because <laughs> he doesn't save the day. No, he doesn't. And I don't know why he wouldn't, unless he was taken out somehow. Did they have a net? They always have nets. They might have. I really don't remember. Nonetheless, Bulbasaur is the one that rescues everybody. Yeah. He does Razor Leaf, he pops their balloon, things like that. They blast off again. They lose. All the Ivysaur, like, kind of float down. Um, So unlike the Pikachu one, where they get caught in, like, nets as a trampoline kind of thing, they just float down because they got the fancy leaves, I guess. I don't know. Because, oh, and there's a whole talk about how it's not sure, like, nobody's ever decided for sure if, like, uh, Bulbasaur is actually a plant or an animal or something like that. Yeah. Why not both? So then, because Bulbasaur saved the day, Venusaur and the Ivysaur are like, all right, you're fine. And they let Bulbasaur and Ash and Co. leave, and that's kind of how that goes. Mm-hmm. And the and they talk about how Bulbasaur can evolve whenever he ends up deciding he's ready. Which, spoilers, from what I understand from people who've watched the show, is never. He's never ready. <laughs> he never evolves. <laughs> so then we have episode 52, our final episode for this week. Princess versus Princess. Now this one is weird to me for a couple of reasons. Not the episode itself. The episode's fine. But it's weird in its placement because according to like some official list and stuff, this is where it lands. Now, this is where she gets... Jesse gets Lickitung. So it could just be so a little weird. It probably should be located before the Farfetch'd episode because Farfetch'd happens before Togepi and we don't see Togepi, I don't think, in Princess vs. Princess. Like, Missy doesn't use it. She's not carrying him like she usually is. I'm pretty sure I don't see Togepi in this episode. I was trying to watch for it. But I was also distracted just by watching the episode, so who knows. And, like, maybe they made a comment somewhere, but not that I can recall. So, like, it's perfectly fine to place this episode, I believe, before Farfetch'd. And so it should be there. What's weird to me is that with Pokemon TV, we've talked about this before, they split the Indigo League for whatever reason, so that it ends with one episode, and then it picks up, I think, with Princess versus Princess in, quote-unquote, Season 2, which is the Orange Islands, which half of the Season 2 is still actually the Indigo League. On Pokemon TV, for whatever reason. And so what this is... they do that? I've never so, heard it. So this episode is actually after some other episodes. In that order. So its placement on the list that I looked at is here. But on the official Pokemon TV, it's later. And it really should be earlier. Yeah. In my opinion. Yep. So it's very weird in its placement. I don't understand it. But we're covering it now. <laughs> So what happens is they go to a town, they learn about this princess festival thing where all the women get, like, discounts and free food and things like that. And boys have to listen to them. And the boys have to listen. And so, of course, Ash and Brock are bored out of their minds going shopping everywhere. James is kind of bored out of his mind going shopping everywhere. And Jesse bought all kinds of stuff with the Team Rocket credit card, apparently. And a lot of the stuff she bought, she claims is for the boss. Now... She's using the Team Rocket credit card. Where does the money for the Team Rocket credit card most likely come from? Probably the one who runs Team Rocket. So, yes, boss, I'm spending your money to buy you things. I could do that myself. So, while she's talking about this, though, all of a sudden her stuff starts getting eaten up because a Lickitung shows up and just licks open the packages and then gobbles up whatever's inside of them. Some of it was food. Some of it was not. Some of it he spit back out. Yeah, because it was clothes. Didn't like it. He ate some of the clothes. 
I didn't see all of them come out. Maybe know. different fabrics are actually tasty. Ooh, I should go try the fabric store. Well, if you ask your little brother, he seems to like eating shirts. <laughs> My youngest one? Oh. Anyway, Jessie's very upset with this, and so she sends Arbok to go beat up the Lickitung, and the Lickitung licks Arbok, which <laughs> defeats Arbok, because he's like, ew, gross. So still angry, she throws just another Pokeball, because she has no other Pokemon to throw, and it captures it. And he stays in the Pokeball. So she kind of accidentally, in her rage, captured a Lickitung. So now she has her Lickitung. Yay! After that, we see... I think it's after this that we see Misty and Jesse at the same store trying to get the same thing. And they're angry about it. And so then they're going to challenge each other to a Pokemon battle. But then there's an announcement that the Pokemon... Oh, some bigger, meaner lady grabs the fabric. And they don't question that. They're like, well, you could have it. <laughs> But they still want to have their Pokemon battle. But then there's an announcement that the Pokemon tournament for the ladies is about to start. Well, no, they didn't want to... They, like, were arguing over it, so they were going to do that, and then she walks by. And then it seemed fine, and then the the thing came over the PA, and then they're like, settle our fight over this. I'm like... Because I was like, you guys... Why? Well, well, because they had challenged, and they accepted, so they were still going to battle. And I'm like, well, this is where we'll do our battle then. And... Conveniently enough, in this tournament, they don't face each other until they both get to the top, right? Which is not necessarily realistically the odds aren't in their favor for that happening, but it doesn't matter. But we find out the rewards are some Polka Doll set and. That's really rare that you can't like it. Right, super rare. And some, like, you get a picture or something with this famous movie star guy who doesn't say much during his. because he's part of the announcement stuff. He just kind of says, yeah cool things like that it's just it's whatever so misty really wants to join it and the boys are like well you just want to that you know picture or whatever with the guy and she's like no i want my own polka doll set because i always got hand-me-downs from my three older sisters and usually broken and stuff like that i want my own um and jesse wants one because she never got to have anything nice or whatever because we learned in snow way out that must have been poor or something yeah um so she really it's it's very important to her too split it hmm? split the polka doll set if they were nice to each other, they'd split. <laughs> yeah, if they were nice to each other. But, you know, Team Rocket is always trying to steal things anyway, so. So they're going to go into this Pokemon tournament. Misty begs to use uh, Ash and Brock's Pokemon, so she has um, some versatility instead of just water Pokemon. Which, I mean, she's always believed in the option of, like, switching Pokemon out because she's offered Ash her Pokemon before to help out because they would have helped out. But he was always like, no, I use my own Pokemon. So anyway, she's going to use... Some of their Pokemon. So she gets like Bulbasaur and Vulpix. Pikachu. And Pikachu. Because she certainly isn't using Charizard for fire type. That's true. And that's why Vulpix. And then she's using one of her own water type. Yeah. So she gets she's plowing through competition. Jessie's also doing really good through her competition with her Arbok. Because she has Arbok, Weezing. Just Arbok and Weezing is all that's established at that point. At that point. Because he even comments on how like. And it's later that that's talked about. No, how she's not going to have any chance with just two Pokemon. And then she gets a third Pokemon. It's later. Then at the top, she gets her fourth. No. Both no, of those happen at the top. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah it they is. They do not. Nope. So she, she's going to use Weezing and Arbok. And she's plowing through her competition, even though she really strictly only has, like, poison type. No, she is also a normal type. Nope. Um, so, eventually it's Misty versus Jessie. And Misty's kicking butt with, like, Bulbasaur or something, I think. Right? Probably. Yeah, I think she's just using Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur's kicking butt. So, Arbok goes down. Then Weezing goes down. And she's like, I don't have any more Pokemon. And then she's like, oh, 
Well, I do. And she looks over at Meowth, and Meowth is just staring at her. And they stare at each other for a long time. And he's like, oh, I'm a Pokemon. So she uses Meowth, and then Meowth loses. And she's like, now I'm out of Pokemon completely. And then James is like, no, that's not true. You have one more Pokemon. (gasps) My Lickitung. So she brings out Lickitung. That was disgusting. (laughs) Anyway, um, Lickitung takes out Bulbasaur with a lick. So then she's like, well, Pikachu, lick, Vulpix, lick. And then she's going to use, like, Staryu or Starmie or something like that, like she usually tries to do. But Psyduck comes out. Yep. As always. She's like, Psyduck! I like how I just said she was like Psyduck, but when I said Psyduck, I said it like Psyduck. So, of course, he gets licked too, but he's like, Psy? <laughs> like, he's just confused by the lick. Like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> and then I think Ash or something reminds Misty that, remember what happens when he gets a headache, right? And she's like, oh yeah, because his headache was getting worse from being licked constantly. And so then Psyduck uses confusion, and it causes Lickitung's tongue to be confused because he doesn't know what he's doing with it because he's confused, and he gets pushed back, I think, with psychic abilities and into Team Rocket, they all go blasting off. And Psyduck wins the battle. And then, so the Misty gets her set, and she sends it off to her sisters to rub it in their faces, um, because she's petty that way. And then we catch up with, like, Team Rocket, who all landed way outside of, like, the city. Or maybe in, like, a... Actually, it looked more like a park in the city. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, they wake... They get up, and Jesse's all super sad, and James is like, Well, since you couldn't have that polka doll set, we'll be your polka doll set. <laughs> and so they're all dressed up like the polka doll set. And, like, so Weezing, Arbok, Jesse herself somehow, James, Meowth. Like, they're all, like, alive, like, life-sized polka doll set. <laughs> It was weird, but it was touching. He, he was trying to be nice to his partner, so and that's that. That's where we end up with uh, those episodes. Next week we will be going through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we'll be going through seven more uh, anime episodes, um, and they'll be according to the list I was looking at episodes fifty-three through fifty-nine. And this will take us to the Cinnabar Gym. So we'll have The Perfect Hero, The Case of the Canine Caper, Pokemon Paparazzi, The Ultimate Test, The Breeding Center Secret, Riddle Me This, and Volcanic Panic. And then we'll also be covering one chapter of the manga, which is chapter 26 from volume 2, Holy Moltres. So yeah, that's what we'll be covering next week. So if you want to tag along with us and keep up with where we're at, that's where we're what we're doing. And so that just leaves our Pokemon card segment. Alright, so, I am opening up Sword and Shield Rebel Clash with, uh, looks like Inteleon is on the front of my package. So the water starter. I'm doing Sword and Shield Brilliant Stars with the normal or grass type It looks like Whimsicott or something. Something. Anyway, it's time for the sniff. (sighs) (sighs) Smells so good. Alright. You want to start, or should I start? I'll start. Okay. Cheruby. Um, grass type. The deeper a Cheruby's red, the more nutrients it has stockpiled in its body, and the sweeter and tastier its small ball. They eat Pokemon? We've talked about this before. Hmm. Sock. Fighting type. Oh, yep. S-A-W-K. Yep. If you see a sock training in the mountain mountains in its single-minded pursuit of strength it's best to quietly pass by corfish water type 
No matter how dirty the water in the river, it will adapt and thrive. It has a strong will to survive. Golet fighting. They were sculpted from clay in ancient times. No one knows why, but some of them are driven to continually line up boulders. Interesting. Strange behavior. Chimcho. Chime. Chimeco. Chimeco. This is a chime, like a bell and echo. Emitting ultrasonic cries, it floats on winds to travel great distances. Oh, my shiny thingy is an ultra ball. Ooh. An item. Trainer card item. You can use this card only if you discard two other cards from your hand. Search your deck for a Pokemon, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. And my rare is Heatron. Metal type. Heatron or Heatran? Yeah, it has an A, not an O. Well, in the movie, I heard them pronounce it that way. So. Oh, that could be wrong. When he was the main character. Okay. Like I said, I could be wrong. I don't know how to pronounce half Folding, these things. I still say Arceus and Arceus, so. Folding blood like magma circulates through its body. It makes its dwelling pl- place in volcanic area. Got a grass energy. Vibra evolves from Trapinch. Fighting type. The ultrasonic waves it generates by rubbing its two wings together cause severe headaches. A normal Ultra Ball. Crawdont evolves from crawfish. Corfish. Corfish. Which you already had. Yeah, but I've got Crawdont. Nice. A rough customer that wildly flails its giant claws. It is said to be extremely hard to raise. All right. I have Squovit. Found throughout the Gala region, this Pokemon becomes uneasy if its cheeks are ever completely empty of berries. He has a picture with a bunch of berries in its little stump, secure little thing. Impidimp. Through its nose, it sucks in the emanations produced by people and Pokemon when they feel annoyed. It thrives off this negative energy, which means it'll purposely annoy you. Great. It's a dark type, sorry. The other one was normal type. We have Bunnelby, normal type. It excels at digging holes. Using its ears, it can dig a nest 33 feet deep in one night. Yeah, the ears are what dig. Okay, so you've got people using their noses and ears over there. <laughs> using all the senses. All right, Phantump, grass. After a lost child perished in the forest, their spirit possesses a tree stump, causing the spirit's rebirth as this Pokemon. That's how you get Phantumps. That's sad. Dreepy, psychic. After being reborn as a ghost Pokemon, Dreepy wanders the area it used to inhabit back when it was alive in prehistoric eras. Ooh. This is my, yeah, my little foily card, shiny card, or whatever. Palosand evolves from Sandygast. Psychic. Once it has whipped up a sandstorm to halt its opponents in their tracks, this terrifying Pokemon snatches away their vitality. Kind of cool. Slash evolves from Dubblade. Ability, Big Shield. All of your Pokemon take 30 less damage from your opponent's attacks. You can't apply more than one Big Shield ability at a time. It's a Steel-type Pokemon. In this defensive stance, Aegislash uses its Steel body and a Force Field of Spectral Power to reduce the damage of any attack. I have Psychic Energy. I have a Scutank, Dark in its belly, it reserves stinky fluid that it shoots from its tail during battle. As this Pokemon's diet varies, so does the stench of its fluid. Morpeko! Electric. 
As it eats the seeds stored up in its pocket-like pouches, this Pokemon is not just satisfying its constant hunger, it's also generating electricity. <laughs> Capacious Bucket item. Search your deck for up to two water energy cards, reveal them, and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. I could put that in my deck. Yeah, you do like your water stuff. And that's it. That's These are what two I of my decks. All right. So thank you again all for listening. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify and Amazon and Apple. And we're also on YouTube under at the Hunterfield Institute area. Uh, that's um, our name on YouTube. And if you want to get a hold of us, a comment, uh, leave a message or whatever, you can, I mean, comment in any one of those places and leave reviews or whatever, but you can also reach us at hunterfieldmanor at gmail.com. We're also working on some other projects that we'll be adding in here and um, coming up in the future, so stay tuned for some of that as well. Otherwise, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next route. Bye! Bye.